One, two, three. <laughs> we were meant to clap at the same time. That's <laughs> going to be hideous to edit. <laughs> so, hello and welcome to To All The Rom Coms I've Seen Before. This is a romantic comedy podcast with... Francesca Giorgio. And Hannah Thomas. Every week we watch and review one romantic comedy and we delve into this underappreciated genre mm. and we talk about what we liked, what we hated... And unfortunately this week, it's a little bit of what we hated. I'm Elle, and that's my best friend, Lee. Lee's older brother, Flynn, he's stupid hot, but totally off limits. So, Fran, what are we reviewing this week? We're reviewing The Kissing Booth. You can either follow the rules or follow your heart. I just, it surprised me Mm. uh, in all the wrong ways that it is possible to surprise someone. Well, who's to say what's wrong and what's right? You want to dive straight into opening credits? Yes. Opening credits is the segment where we uh, give you a little snippet of our overall opinions of the film. This is my second time viewing it. For, okay. for what I understand with you, it's your first it was my, time. It was my first time. Sorry for your loss. Thank you. So for me, I was trying to get an experience from it. When I, when I watch bad films, or films that are flawed, mm. let's not call it bad... <laughs> I guess. Bad is Maybe subjective, yeah, you know. Just extreme. because everyone hates it, it's still subjective. Yeah. I kind of went into it thinking, okay, well, now I could pick out why the flaws are there, what's wrong with the film, why didn't scenes work. Sure. And then as someone who, like, wants to write, and particularly write romantic comedies, I was like, well, I can learn from this. Mm. I thought I could go back into it as a learning experience, get something from it, and also laugh at how it is. Yeah. But it's so underwhelming so quick. <laughs> and the thing with it is like it's often hard to tell exactly what's underwhelming yeah. in any scene in particular because there's too much to choose it, from it's too much so i can't even absorb it or like dissect oh, it so true. it was just happening and i couldn't do anything to stop it <laughs> it's like an but onslaught I, of mediocrity isn't yeah it? like underwhelming and ridiculous mm. somehow that blend such an unfortunate happened, yeah combination which you think if it was ridiculous then surely like it's just over exaggerated or whatever which it yeah. was but it was still underwhelming in some way too so that and it any concrete distinct messages it, it does send out are, are weird and um, negative so it, it, it's definitely bizarre because it's just like okay well it's either totally underwhelming and, and it doesn't make an impression or it makes this impression yeah that's it from me i think okay. i'm gonna zone out Th- this next hour's for you so i just watched it last night when did it come out it came out last year i think we've both uh, discussed before it was like one of the first because netflix are trying to like revitalize rom-coms yeah as a genre um and i think this is one of the first ones they're like yeah let's let's make this work they put out yeah for like a a teen audience unfortunately i went into watching the film with all of the context of knowing how much everybody hated it i didn't know like the full story but i knew that it was like the basic premise so her and her best friend they've been friends since they were babies and then she falls in love with his brother and it's like against the rules of their friendship right so i don't uh, i didn't love the premise because it's been done Mm -hmm. but there's still ways to make a charming movie out of something that's been done a million times before it was horrible Mm. i was prepared to dislike it and i was still surprised by how much i hated it i wasn't prepared for the prevalence of bad acting and strange dialogue that no like no teenagers speak in real life like they do in this film 
It's very off-putting and jarring. The misogynistic, sexist overtones yeah. are so much more... They're so much stronger than I thought they would be. I thought it would just be sort of like a little bit of a tone-deaf kind of stab at a rom-com. Yeah, no, it was very it's clear. It's purposefully cruel to her. I mean, her main love interest, Noah, the older brother, is awful. Yeah. He is... His brand of of toxic and dangerous, violent masculinity, uh-huh. I found really quite shocking for a movie shocking made in twenty eighteen. Yes, yeah, it wasn't. Freaky. It wasn't framed as an issue as a mm. as something that would be overcome by the end of the film. It was framed as just oh, it's he says it's just how I'm wired, and it's never something to be overcome in their relationship. It's never a stipulation that she puts forward. You know, you need to stop. Wait, yes, she does. Yeah, but that doesn't happen. Right. He doesn't stop being violent. Yeah, no. Because he ends up fighting with his brother. She, yeah, she just kind of half-heartedly is like... Exactly, and she forgives him do. for everything. Every sort of barrier that she puts up, you know, you need to stop fighting, you need to stop being so aggressive. It's just completely flattened and ignored. I think it's a very sneaky move making a film like this with so many um, dangerous messages because mm. they can just pin it on the writer. Yeah. When it's just That's, like, no, 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 no. You're a team of adults who are funding this and and have creative control and could have done a contract that means that you can change certain tones or themes of the script if you so wish. I think if there was like a media backlash about it that was intense and mainstream, they would have just Mm. blamed it on the original text. So yeah, they can pin it on the fact that it's it started out as like a Wattpad fanfic. (laughs) How old was she at the time? She was 17. She was 17 when she wrote it. Well, she was, I think she must have been 15 or 16 when she wrote it. She was 17 when she got the book deal. Okay, so. (laughs) This story, this film is based on a book, started out as a story on Wattpad, which is basically like a story writing um, social network, really. I'd never heard of it. So anyone can post on there. Established writers can go on there and post sort of previews and samples of their work for people to interact with. It's like, it's about having that social network between readers and writers. This girl, Beth Recalls, is, I assume 15 or 16 when she's writing this story. It gets 19 million readers. It wins a Wattpad award. She then gets out of the success of that a three book deal with random house to write the kissing booth and then two others once you watch the film and then you research it and you see where it's come from it's not that surprising then that the film is the way it is and it's tough because i don't want to like rip into someone who's a kid no but at the same time it's just like well you had people around you that could have helped you shape this and those people instead of saying no this sounds weird and toxic and no you you shouldn't romanticize someone treating you that way it was just like no this is valid like yeah because a lot of reviews they talk about the history and the and the context behind the film and they picked up on the fact that it really plays out like a 17-year-old girl's idea of romance based yeah. off of, like, 80s and 90s movies that romanticise and and uh, validate this kind of right. uh, misogynist Even stuff like Twilight, though, it's just another version of that kind mm. of... Well, it validates this kind of obsessive... Possessive. Possessive relationship. Yeah. That's based almost entirely on sex, from what I could gather from the film it just plays out like a very young person's idea of 
a relationship and that's unfortunate Mm. and i get it like teenagers like that's the most that's the biggest market that's Mm. that's the biggest market for you to get fans or something Mm. and therefore to get money out of something (laughs) and it i mean i think it was the most popular film on netflix last year Mm, impulsively enough it grossed a lot of money Mm. and so that sets a precedent to make similar films even though it was you know, trashed by critics and anyone sort of over the age of about 15. I'm already getting bummed out. I, honestly. That's the thing. I, I feel downhearted. I've got an A4 page of notes. It's the opposite of what you're meant to feel after <laughs> watching a rom-com. I don't feel romanced and I don't feel comically No, well, fulfilled. I had to keep stopping. I had to keep pausing the film and writing furiously on the notes section of my phone because there were just specific lines that just made me furious and and specific scenes that i just thought this is how is this is wrong Mm. and it doesn't frame them as wrong that's the thing is it doesn't totally it doesn't critique the behavior of the characters to even like even if it doesn't want to steer in the direction of this is completely wrong you could just hint there it could Mm. be yeah there's a difference it's very purposeful yeah what they're doing yeah yeah because i'd watched it before and actually like watching it again i realized i gave it a thumbs down on netflix when i originally watched (laughs) it like i said i tried to get a learning experience from it Mm. i failed um (laughs) and and instead i kind of i mean i have some notes but i feel like we're gonna be a real yin yang yeah because I, i got numb I got numb real quick. <laughs> Whereas this is, I think I would be numb definitely the second time, but I'm fresh off it, so I'm furious still. Yeah, I, I can tell. And I <laughs> like that energy, especially because I am lacking. You know what? Let's just go on to the next section. I was going to say, let's move section. on. The thing is, like, I've seen, like, commentary videos about Kissing Booth. Yeah. Called The Kissing Booth, I mm. think it's actually called, but yeah. I can't be bothered to. Who cares? Yeah. A lot of them are from guys. Mm. And a lot of them are from guys who just, like, really comically rip into it and just how ridiculous it is from, like, a technical, artistic standpoint. So they just rip into it for that reason. Mm. And they can really have fun and take the mick out of it. As someone who wants to get into this genre and cares about this genre. It's depressing. Yeah, and kind of is, like, you know, Netflix had... uh, intentions to revive the genre and it's like Mm. well if you kept on releasing stuff like this you wouldn't exactly you would trash the the reputation of the genre even more yeah and also i think a male perspective ripping into sort of how funny it is because it's so bad is is fine but as a woman watching this film i was also i (laughs) want i was deeply concerned yeah (laughs) for some of the behavior exhibited by the male characters i just thought I would be terrified. We'll get to it by going on to the next segment. Hell yeah. Um, let's start talking about L in Is the Meat Cute? Ugh. Where usually we would discuss the characters meeting for the first time. But obviously in this film, mm. the characters already knew one another. Mm-hmm. So uh, we are forced... We are forced to just discuss instead our first impressions of meeting the characters. Yeah. As it were. What do you think of L? so okay (laughs) this kind of ties together with how surprised i was like how badly the film was written and just made in general i it starts off with beginning like first person voiceover which i hate and she's talking about how long she's known oh god lee thank you yeah and it goes through a lot of detail like the details of their whole lives growing up like she's like learned to swim learned to ride a bike and i was like 
are you going to show them learning to ride a bike together or something? They don't. <laughs> it's so much, so much exposition. Let me get you up to speed. First Christmas I remember I was six. I got a Barbie dance party. We got a scooter. The cuts too, I'm just like... If this was, like, a Nickelodeon film, yeah. that would have all made sense. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, it was just, like, a very vivid example of, like, you don't know what the tone of this film is. No. And it was ten solid minutes of yeah. her saying, learn to swim, learn to ride a bike. We found a dance mat. And then the big graphic comes up on the screen, like, age seven. Like, we don't need to know that. We don't yeah. need to know they were age seven. You can see them getting older. It, it's because they're really trying to hammer home this oh, friendship. God. Well, and that's I what just, I wrote down. I said, yeah. they're clearly trying to set up the fact that they have been through their entire childhoods together. Like, but you can infer that from, like, a short scene. Something it, more it's inventive. Well done. Yeah. I'm still just like, it was passable. It was okay, but I was already watching it like, I'm so surprised at how shit this is already. Again, if it was a Nickelodeon film, I'd be like... I know, but that's right. not what you're expecting like from like an, a new Netflix rom-com. It was like an, an Olsen twins kind oh, of, th- this is how the cuts would be. Had my cast signed by Lee who bought me ice cream to make up for breaking my leg. Dressed as a cowboy for Halloween, Lee went as a doctor. Learned how to ride a bike. Learned how to swim. Again, because of how like the the dark subject matters of mm. the, the film, like the mm. violence and sex and yeah. alcohol or whatever. So it's just like, well, clearly that's not the tone you were going for, but this is just all a mess mm. i'm watching it i'm already overwhelmed 10 minutes in with all this information mm. that is not relevant you know no was... they killed off the mum <sighs> okay so <laughs> we talked we talked last week about that being like a trope that they use a lot in teen movies to sort of give them some background but it was hardly used at all like in a meaningful way it was just used to make molly ringwald have more um it made me so furious more of a story molly ringwald they did her so dirty and i'm just oh i'm so furious they really ringwald molly into this now i'll tell you this for free she made that pun earlier and i said don't do it when we record <laughs> Because it's barely a pun. I did it really smoothly, though. Yes, it is a pun. Oh, my pun. God. <laughs> <laughs> and we're keeping that in. But it is, because, like, when you bring someone into something... I'm just going to skip straight over what you're talking about. So, I my... mean, it was true. <laughs> She's going to keep... Like, you felt bad for Molly. I did, too. Yeah, so my bad first impressions of the movie tied into, like, my bad first impressions of her as a character. Just hey, in Molly... No, L. Right. <laughs> you gotta be clear. <laughs> well, we're talking about our impressions of the main lead. Yeah, but characters. I was talking about Molly still. Good God. So I was golly on Molly. Stop. <laughs> my my impressions of her, you don't really get anything about her, like as a person. Even yeah. though that's all that exposition at the start. It's like I don't I still don't know anything about them apart from the fact that they like to go on the dance mat. It, it was just kind of like, oh, we're sweet. Just your average people. We're normal. Mm. Which then doesn't make sense because the next scene is like a big house in LA. So I it's know. just like, well, again, I'm not. It's it's weird. It's just like people with vanilla personalities. Mm. I don't know what your thoughts are on your first impressions of Noah. Okay, so I, I put here, we're told Noah's a bad boy. So it's just like... Okay. Yeah. Like she we, says that in her like yeah, voiceover. We're told it. We're kind of shown it with him beating people up, and then that's normalized and somewhat glamorized because she'll mm. make comments about like how attractive he is or whatever yeah. um, during some of those moments. Yeah. So it's just like okay, so in one breath you've validated him being violent, mm-hmm. and then later on in the film you try and be like, no, that is wrong. Yeah. No, don't do it. Like oh, really feebly, God. just like no. Yeah. 
And so, just sort of like in our first, in the first scene of like all three of them together, he's just shown to be very sort of bro-y and he pushes Lee in the pool and then he says to Elle like, hey, when'd you get those boobs? And that's like the extent of the sort of banter. There's no, like, that is not flirting. It frames it as flirting yeah. and it is not flirting. Hey, Shelly. <laughs> he knows I hate being called Shelly. Yes, Noah? I know he hates being called Noah. When did you get the boobs? <laughs> when you were away at football, can't learn to be a better douche. Also, I don't know how old Elle's meant to be. 16. 16. Mm. Noah's 17 or 18. Well, yeah, turning 18, because then he goes to college at the end of the film. Right, but he could have been 18 before that. Mm. They didn't specify. Two years age difference when you're adults isn't a thing. No, but when you're 16. When, yeah, when you're teenagers, it, it, it it's so much deal. happens, yeah. so much changes. And I wouldn't say 16 to 18 is like the worst age gap for teenagers, <laughs> but it's not great. No. Like not, 16, not the- 16 to 14 would freak me out way more. Yeah. You know? It would be okay if it wasn't for his, like, very misogynistic, like, sexist attitude and the way that he behaves towards her. The ways that he tries to manipulate her and control her life. It's very creepy with the age difference. Oh, for sure. I reckon the way to sum up this section is that there's a lot of talk and there's a lot of exposition and setting up and you don't actually learn much about the characters. They come off as very much the stereotypes... Stereotypes of LA kids. Yeah. She's, you know, a 16-year-old who's just sort of developed, like, physically. That is commented on in almost every scene Mm. in the film. Every sequence is focused, like, on her body. And that's set up immediately by, like, the boobs comment. So he is set up as, like, a violent jock, which she, like, frames as being sort of he's a bad boy and like it's okay and he's because right. he's so attractive and he's like he comes off as a misogynist you told me how old the actor who plays noah is because I was, I was going to <laughs> he's earlier, younger like, than both of us there's no way he lied about his age <laughs> the actors lied do you want me to tell you when he was born yeah because there's no way he looks like tw- 27 <laughs> he looks 27 years old and he's 21 he's six months younger he's than me he's not 21 <laughs> He's not. They lied. He's born in June 97. No, he, he How wasn't. How horrifying is that? Wiki lied. And she's 19, I think. Yeah, see, they, they've lied so he could keep his rep. <laughs> this is you just think a conspiracy? he's secretly 30. I don't want to uh, get in trouble for slander. Oh, God. But he's not. That jawline. He's 30. Those muscles. No, no way is he 21. Freak. Absolutely not. <laughs> What freaky, freaky little look for a 21-year-old. So, I mean, that's that's basically summing up this. His jawline looks like it could injure me. <laughs> it does. Just thinking about it makes me hurt. Because I'm like... Oh, God. And not like in a cute way, like, oh, injure me. Like, no. Like... <laughs> Sexual injury. Yeah. No sex... It, it, no sex bruises. It just looks like it could, like, accidentally knock me out. Yeah. And to be fair, his character, he probably just purposefully knock you out. Yeah. Yeah. So the next section is Ridiculous, where we discuss uh, the character's chemistry. Oh, let's go for it. (laughs) You know what? I want to give my opinion first. Okay, go. Because I think it may surprise you to know 
I actually believe their chemistry in this film. Okay. Very shocking. I don't know whether I believe it because they overloaded the effects during their, like, cute moments. Yeah. But I didn't disbelieve that they could be attracted to one another. No. I didn't disbelieve. Like, in terms of personalities, like, whatever. But yeah. it's just like, well, they're shown as shallow people, so maybe they would just be attracted to each other in a shallow way. Yeah. Because they're only um, really ever shown, like, having sex. Yeah. Like, the the characters don't have personality, so it's not like I'm no. uh, questioning, like, oh, whether they'd really, like, have their personalities mm. would get along and whether they'd have chemistry in that way. Like, in terms of physical chemistry, which is... I'm only really given the characters' physicalities and then, like, my mute personalities. Exactly, yeah. So I'm like, they I do buy have it physical based chemistry. on that. Yeah. Yeah. They've got sexual chemistry. Again, it's believable in the worst ways. <sighs> I, I don't want it. I believe it, but I don't want it. I, I don't want to have that belief. I, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. They seem like they would be physically attracted to each other. But what really frustrated me and what I enjoy about romantic comedies that was missing from this they have literally they're never shown to have anything in common they don't have like that little like common interest or common value or perspective that in like other rom-coms they have that sort of like aha what moment. they do have in common is history oh god and that's such a dull way to like yeah but and it's also like kind of weird because it is just like your families have had basically family meals together every week yeah. since you were a baby Ugh. so a tad incestuous it's just like yeah, that, yeah, the yeah. only commonality is a creepy one mm. the reason he gives for like being attracted to her is like uh basically like you're not like other girls and it's just like you oh, call me God, out on my stuff like <laughs> like you're the only one who doesn't like fall at my feet I'm just like, it's like okay so I that's a reason to be I'd scurry away from your chin fast like I'm not trusting you. That bone structure's gonna hurt. Oh, God. Um, that really made... That really pissed me off, because he was basically just saying, oh, you're not like other girls. So, oh, completely. Oh, for God's sake. So all of the rest of the girls are, like, by definition, inferior and, like, stupid yeah. for liking him. Also, like, how believable is that that every single other girl oh. feels exactly the same way? There must have been some That's girls that believable. told him to fuck off because of he's awful. Of course, like, to think, like, in this whole school, there's only one girl who has a differing personality is highly insulting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, as it's though insulting. they won't yeah, have a range women. of tastes. Yeah. And also as though they are all attracted to men, oh, no. too. Oh, I know. Oh, so, for God's sake. I think he's real trash. Right. Um, I really, before I go into any of, like, the other stuff about his, like, <laughs> problematic tendencies, I really just missed that, like moment of like spark or recognition like that's what i really liked about um set it up was they had like those little moments in conversation where they were like oh we see things like the same way we just have that thing in common and it's that spark and that makes you invest in the couple when they had their first kiss in kissing Mm -hmm. booth i felt (laughs) literally nothing (laughs) they did um they did that shot that was like (laughs) So as well as, like, the whole spinning around, but even before that, it looked like a fan-made yes, thing. They, they did a um, replay. They did an action replay while the film was happening. It was so odd. the kiss going in. It was such a jarring scene. And then it just, like, this sort of romantic, mm. quote-unquote, pop song starts playing. And then it goes into, like, the camera spinning, like, a million miles an hour around them. And then they do this, like, demonic sort of fake laughing at each other. And I found it absolutely terrifying. And it's not... It's supposed to be because of, like, the swelling music and and the sort of 
camera effects it's supposed to be this big moment yeah between them and it's supposed to be sort of like the start of this relationship which happened way too prematurely exactly yeah strangely but i just found it demonic Mm. and and just not i didn't root for them at all as a couple together i was like i don't I literally feel nothing. So at first she had the blindfold on. She mm. didn't know she was about to kiss him. Yes. And then she uh, she had like a narrator moment and she was like, wait a minute. Yeah. And then she took the blindfold off. And the she just like narration. sensed it was him. I'm like, well, how? Like you've never kissed him before. Honestly. Like how do you know it was him? I mean, the narration, we'll just, we'll just say that it's so jarring. Like it's used at very odd moments not very consistently and far too much at the beginning and then it sort of trails off and then comes back at different places and then at the end to like no sort of positive effect the end was fine the end was okay it was one I of mean, my favorite bits really because it was over <laughs> we'll get to that we'll wait for the next segment <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> So they had their first kiss and then it became very clear that their chemistry was just going to be physical because they're literally never shown to have like a conversation about just the little things, not even big, important, like emotional stuff. Just anything. Just just anything that gives them like chemistry. They had a conversation about their attraction. That's the only kinds of conversations they had really. Yeah. And then like her calling him out for stuff. And him being And like, him ignoring it. Oh, you're so cute when you're bossy. It was oh, kind of oh. his thing. <laughs> so then that that was it, mm. really. Oh, they were at a beach party mm-hmm. with the rest of the school. And she storms off because he's been violent again. Yep. And he follows her and he... Oh, my God. That's bad. <laughs> this is the it's bit I was, I was looking forward to talking about. He shouts after her, get in the car, get in the car. And then he smacks the bonnet of the car and says, get in the car really loudly. So that, And so much so that she stops. And jumps. And she looks terrified. Yeah. I would be absolutely terrified. I was quite scared watching it. I was watching it. I was thinking, run away. Yeah. Run away. And then they got in the car... And they were talking, and she'd already like forgiven him by this point, like after yeah. two seconds in the car, and and then she says, "Oh, this isn't the way home." If that was real life, mm. I would think I was going to get murdered. Yeah, you'd think something bad was going to happen. You wouldn't fully trust this person. No, but who's clearly so irrationally angry all the time? Again, this is this is probably why they need needed to hammer home the history. Yeah, because they because if this yeah. was just a fresh person in her life, obviously we'd be like, "What the hell?" Yeah, but I guess there's loyalty built up there. So well, because he's always saying, "Oh, built up there. she's like family to me. She means so much to me because she right. means so much to my family." So like, it would have gone against all of that for him to like hit her or right. be violent in any way to her. But that's not like replicated or, or shown in any of his behaviour. It's only because they've set that up as part yes. of the plot of the yeah, film. Yeah, it's because they've given this broader context. But it's like, if you actually dissect that behaviour, like it's not. I was so scared for her, even though I knew obviously he wasn't going to murder her in the middle of this Netflix rom-com. Right. It felt that way. Like yeah. the atmosphere. Just, oh. Also, there was one point, and I can't remember what point it was of him being angry or whatever, but her narrator voice came in again and was just like, I know he's just being protective or something like that. There's many ways to be protective. None of them involve making you fucking jump out your skin. It's literally justifying an abusive relationship. Yes, completely. Because he's terrifying. And that, like, his anger is never solved. It's never something that's worked towards being solved at the end of the film. It's just something that she... And she plays off this, like, misogynist and, and violent 
intrusive behavior and she plays it all off as a joke and sort of like a little flirty smile so even in the beginning when she's got that really tiny skirt on Mm -hmm. and that really questionable looking guy comes up and like grabs her ass yeah he does he also looks super old um and then when they're in detention afterwards and he's he passes her a note that just says i'm sorry rather than giving her like a proper apology yeah. she turns around and she's like <laughs> like a little flirty smile i was like are you fucking kidding the, me the next scene she's like it was a really nice apology i know is what she says to Lee, and i'm like it wasn't an apology get better apologies it was all played off as a joke and then he says what do i have to do to get your number and she's like <laughs> like smiling i think don't ever speak to me again yeah some people have that mentality about i know they just play sexual off... harassment well yeah it's that whole thing of like boys grab your pigtails because they like you yeah it's not that's a fucking dangerous thing to tell your daughters and to tell your sons that it's okay to do totally and this film is only perpetuating that i'm already exhausted it's weird <laughs> it's also weird because they do have some dialogue in it where like noah <clears throat> says uh wearing a skirt like that is basically asking for it and she says do you really want to go down that road so it's like oh finally like they're gonna critique it or call yeah it out. and he was just kind of like no i can hear the sexist conversation like the conversation making me sound like a sexist but yeah. it's like but you said it though yeah and you meant it so it's like oh you're just worried it's gonna make you sound bad yeah this was one of the scenes that i had to pause the film and furiously type on my phone because instead of challenging him Mm. you know it's not really her position to have to defend women like in general but she doesn't challenge him she just says you know do you really want to come down this this road Mm. and yeah he doesn't say like oh yeah sorry i'm a sexist he says oh any way that that conversation plays out makes me look like a dick yeah oh my god it made me so angry she just like sort of laughs a little bit and like smiles and then they're both sitting there sort of smiling to themselves because they think they've just had a bit of like flirty banter i couldn't believe it it's bizarre that's the thing it is just bizarre it's bizarre for a film made in 2018 obviously she doesn't feel close to the sexual harassment label of the situation which is the correct label yeah but even if i was trying to humor that it's just like okay we'll look at the situation from my pants broke Mm. Uh, because that's what clothes do. They just break. They didn't rip. (laughs) They broke. They broke. (laughs) Broke my spirit. Broke my... Broke... Just broke. Yeah. (laughs) You start again if you want. (laughs) I kind of like saying my pants broke. Um, Yeah. So her pants broke. Right. My pants broke. Now I'm getting in trouble when I don't usually get in trouble. And someone like smacked my butt. Mm. Like, and they look like they did it like with a bit of force too. Yeah. And everyone's been staring at me and stuff. And then you, like someone who's been in my life all my life, is telling me that I basically asked for it and it was my own fault. Mm. I'd be pissed. She says to him at one point, it's not your job to control my life. Like, stop controlling mm-hmm. my life. And he's like, we'll see about that. Yeah. And, and it, I just... I barely <laughs> takes offence. She, what she does, she like smiles on the phone and then they hang up the phone. It's like, I... How is she not furious all the time? I'd be so angry. Yeah. I'd feel so trapped by that relationship. Because if it was just like a playful thing, the idea of him like being controlling or being protective, mm. then sure, like that reaction would make sense. But it's like he's literally telling people not to see you. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> Anytime a scene sort of gets close to her properly confronting him about literally trying to control who sees her, like all the parts of what her life does, and everything. Yeah. It's sort of it gets to a point where she's almost challenging him like properly mm. 
and then it just sort of like falls away and it turns into like flirty smiles and i just yeah. think no take it you know actually have her challenge him yeah it's freaky too because lee is like very against them going out mm. And he uses, like, Noah's violence to be kind of a reason and, yeah. and also, like, his own, like, sibling rivalry and jealousy. But if you really wanted a compelling argument, you could just be like, it seems like he tries to control you a lot. Isn't that yeah. weird? This is someone who's, like, determined for you not to be attracted to their brother. And they wouldn't have found that argument when it's glaringly exactly. there. This next segment is called The Sweetest Feeling. <laughs> Let's move on, yeah. Where we discuss the uh, sweetest feelings we've had of the film um, pertaining to the two main characters. Yeah. Or just generally one part of the film that just gave us that all feeling. I knew it. Okay, right. Originally when we did The Sweetest Feeling segment, it's meant to be about the two romantic leads. I know. But, but I feel like you're in the same position as me. There's nothing! Where we, we weren't able to do that, which is why we're trying to change up the definition <laughs> yeah. now. Let's be honest. But there isn't anything, so I'm just going to change it for the purposes yeah, of this episode. We, we have to change it. This this episode's a negative exception yeah. to, to the rule. Yeah. But don't try and change the rule. Just establish this as okay. an exception. This just has to be an exception, because right. of the state of this Because I'm, I'm on the same wavelength. I'm just like, I had no sweet no, moments no, with them. No, no, I found everything horrifying. So, yeah, we're, we're even Stevens there. Okay. Go, go on. So, uh, my sweetest feeling was when Lee dropped her off for her date with, can't remember, is Tuppen. That was his name. Oh, Very strange name. That is a strange name. Yeah. Uh, the guy who grabbed her ass, let's not forget. Yeah. She went on a, she agreed to go on a date with him. Yeah. And he's dropped her off in his car and she's like really nervous for the date because she has like no dating experience, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, you know, if, if he can't see like how great you are, then that's his loss. And he's sort of gassing her up and everything. He's like, yeah, you can do this. Have fun. And yeah. I just thought that, I was like, that's nice. That's cute. If he can't see how completely baller you are, then he's not the right guy for you. Kill it. <laughs> okay. Thank you for driving me. Totally. Love you. Love you. And I also like the fact that he was not like secretly in love with her or anything. Because that would have been a drag. Yeah. Also him being in love with her or having some sort of feelings would have made sense. Especially because he was so upset. He was crying about the idea of her hooking up with Noah. Yeah. That's the thing. He was crying. And I'm just like, and no one throughout the whole film has just asked you, like took you aside. At least like you need, it's a glaring like potential issue you have to like have someone in the film be like is there anything there do you feel anything yeah for his girlfriend to not even maybe think maybe i know if i was his girlfriend and i also liked the bit where he kissed his girlfriend at the kissing booth i thought that was nice yeah i I liked him up until a certain thing that he says oh i think i know the bit yeah but he when he found out about the two of them he was more well first of all he thought that um he'd hit her across the face when she had that cut on her face which i thought was very that telling. was such a jarring moment in the film that's supposed to be this sort of like teen romantic comedy like yeah he's he's genuinely concerned that like domestic violence is happening in the house yeah you hit l you really think that i would hit her well i wouldn't put it past you hey no 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 it's lee i'm fine i just I tripped in the garage and i was looking for you you really expect me to believe that she just tripped? Get a clue, Lee. You weren't even here. I swear to God, if you laid a hand hey, on me, hey, 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 stop, Noah! Stop! 
what I thought was his main concern about their relationship, apart from that it breaks the rules, like the rules are pretty stupid and sort of sporadically they made them when used they throughout the film. Seven years old. Exactly. I feel like his main concern was the fact that Noah's very violent. Uh-huh. And so he's like concerned for her safety and he's mad that like she's lied to him. And to an extent, I can und- I understand I understand that. the lie completely. Mm-hmm. So that moment when he drops her off for the day, I was just like, oh, that's a nice friendship. That's a nice moment. Yeah. It didn't, like, make me feel, oh, because I was just so angry the whole time I was watching this film. But it, I, it was nice. I get that. <laughs> that's all you got for the sweetest feeling. Yeah. Okay. So I found a running theme with the scenes that I was, like, coming away from thinking, I was okay. Okay. They were all the montage scenes. Oh, so the scenes God. that were mostly silent, I was like, <laughs> you know what? That was possible. Yeah. So I think my favourite one was the scene of her getting ready. I was like, oh, this feels kind of, you know, it it, it harkened back to like Mm. other rom-coms in a sweet way. I I believed it. I was was like, yeah, it's cute. Mm. And then even when like the texts were coming through on the screen at one point um, when she was like on her bed, I was like, that whole scene was fine. Mm. That was fine. The very, very, very end of the film where you thought it would just be like an outtake section. It actually was a section with some deleted scenes and some of those were actually quite funny. That's what I thought when I was watching it. I was like, this is better than what was in the film. Yeah, so again, that was just like That was very odd. Sweet to me. Yeah. Um, Why didn't you include these to try and like sort of brighten up this pile of trash? The sweetest feeling. When she was hungover and she walks... (laughs) When she... Literally, it's such a mundane thing. When she walks to... Lee's room mm. and just rests on his bed because I'm like it'd be cool to have a friend who you can just like re- crash on their bed <laughs> and have a nap after you're hungover yeah. the morning after that was it <laughs> that, that's my so that's thing. more about you looking yeah. for a comfy place to nap than it is about <laughs> yeah it has it nothing to do with the film necessarily I'm just like oh that would be cool oh my god so, <laughs> well there you go that that was literally it I was like oh that that would be nice wouldn't it <laughs> be nice to have a comfy bed to yeah nap in. that's what you're nice thinking to about just stroll to your friends and crash on their bed yeah so you're kind of socializing kind of not i'm like that's my ideal this film's got me now so i want to talk a little bit more about lee of course <laughs> of course well, don't we what... all <laughs> i was prepared to hate the film so it didn't necessarily disappoint me uh-huh. i was surprised by how bad it was but the thing that really disappointed me was lee Okay, because you had high hopes. Well, he's... No, that's the thing, is that I thought he was going to be, like, really petty and jealous the whole time. Right. And, like, really sort of slut-shamey to her the whole time and not supportive of her and that kind of thing. Uh I just thought he was going to be a shitty friend. And he wasn't. They had, like, a really nice, supportive relationship. They said, I love you to each other, like, at the end. Just openly. Yeah, which I thought was very sweet, and they played it well. Like, I believed their friendship. And so I was, like, all in for his character. And when he kissed that girl at the kissing booth, and then they started going out, I thought, oh, so sweet. Like, because he was sort of as new to relationships as Elle was. Mm -hmm. And so I was, was like, okay with their... They started going out real quick, though. I know, I know. know. They were holding hands, like, immediately. I was like, After "Eh." one kiss, it's like, you don't know this person, do you? No. He finds out about the relationship between Elle and Noah, and he storms out of the room and goes down to the car. Like, this is before they have, like, a massive fight. Right. And he says to Elle... Noah's always got everything. He's always had everything he's ever wanted. Yeah. 
And the only thing that he never had that I had was you. Yeah. And now he has that too. Oh, God. So I was thinking before he said that, that, like, he was mad that she lied, which I get. Mm -hmm. You know, friends lying to each other. It's not cool. And I thought that he was concerned for her safety. Which would have just been valid ways to go Exactly, because his brother's a very violent, out-of-control person. Mm -hmm. But that sentence reduced her literally to a thing that was to be possessed by one brother or the other. Yeah. And so Noah now has her as a thing, and he doesn't get to possess they, they her. They tried anymore. to make hints to the other issues, mm. but, but they like didn't, they, they didn't commit explicit. to them. They were explicit about the worst possible motivation that yeah. he could have had. Because especially in the last showdown, it was just like, "I'm sorry, I lied to you about it, but I do love him." And yeah. it's just like, well, then that just makes it seem like it, the lie was the problem and the um, the rule. She that never said the problem, to... and it's just like no, like you could point out that he's controlling and, yeah. and violent. That's kind of what, like, you could tell, like the dad's reasoning for not liking the guy. Oh, yeah, was you know it, that made more sense. Mm. And also, I thought that scene was a joke <laughs> when they're talking to uh, Noah. Goes to Elle's dad, mm. and he's saying, you know, I. I apologise for the way that I've behaved, but, you know, I don't apologise for the way I feel about your daughter and whatever. And the dad's like, well, it's Elle's choice. It's like, yeah, she's not even in the scene. It's you two talking about how it's got to be her choice. And then when they get to the kissing booth at the end and he says, I love you in front of everyone, which I also hated, he takes the choice out of her hands. Standing here in front of everyone, I'm telling you that I love you. It's a pressurized thing. This is yeah, okay. Dude. So this is going into a whole personal. Especially thing if with they, me. they haven't spoken for a ton of time. Like and he fair just enough shows if they up. had and you had some sort of like tone yeah. of where things were going. Mm. It's taking possibly... the issue of consent again. Yeah. He couldn't have possibly gone into that and thought she would be really happy to see me. How the fuck would he know? He wouldn't know. Because he didn't check in. Oh my god. Saying like I love you, like in front of everyone. That's supposed to be an intimate moment between two people. I hate public proposals. Right. That's my personal issue, but like... I get it. It's I just... It's horrible. I hate it. It's such a... It puts so much pressure on the recipient to... Yeah. I, I think it only really checks out if... So, I, I think I would be okay with a public proposal. Okay. Maybe. And it would have to be dependent on, have we spoken about marriage before? Have we exactly. said we want to get married? Exactly. There's and then it's a... just the, the surprise bit is the proposal. Yeah. There's such a precedent okay. to not speak about it beforehand to have it be a surprise. I yeah. hate, I just hate no. it. It's like, if we speak about it and then a couple of months later you get down on one knee in front of everyone, that's fine. Yeah, once you've talked about it. Yeah, it's just like, as, as long people. as we're both established verbally like where we're at and what we want. We're going off into a tangent about, <laughs> about our ideal proposals. But yeah, I thought at every opportunity he took the control out of her hands. You don't think you'd like any public like declarations of love? No. You love rom-coms. Yeah, I love it when it's not happening to me. You've never had a, like, a big, like, sweeping romance? Is that too personal to us? <laughs> no, we can, we can be honest on this podcast. Do, have you ever had any, like, big romantic gestures? No. I think there's a difference between big public romantic gestures that are... They feel like romantic gestures just because they're public and in front of a lot of people. Uh-huh. And so that sort of heightens, like the emotional expectation for them Mm. i think they have much more impact when they're just intimate between two people and it clearly thought has gone into it and it's personal 
I just appreciate that much more. And I wish there was more of that in rom-coms. Something that I always think of is um, Friends with Benefits, that thing with Justin Timberlake and... I never watched it. I'm sure we will. And I I might be remembering this wrong because I watched it a very long time ago, but there's a flash mob at the end. They were all the rage when that film came out. And that's how he, like, says, I love you to me, looking this is, like, through a flash mob. Yeah. And she's, like, standing above, like, looking down, watching. It's a lot. And I just hate that. You know what? The only one that I've ever found, like, palatable is um, Colin Firth in Love Actually. When he asks her to marry him in, in the middle of the restaurant. Because he's learned another language. So I'm, you know. Yeah, you're just like, a lot of effort's been made. <laughs> and it's Colin Firth. So I just, I'll let that slide. As a spectator, I get it. Especially because you don't know the conversation that they've had beforehand. Exactly. So you don't know you, if this yeah, person's being surprised. Yeah. You don't know if they're out of their comfort zone. Yeah. You, you don't know if there's any pressure involved. And so in the case of the film, she was out of her comfort zone because he hadn't seen her in two weeks. He didn't know what she wanted Completely. anymore. And she was still... She was so upset. Well, she was fresh off just being back friends with Lee. Her poor prom. I know. And she was so distressed about the fact that she'd hurt so many people because of this relationship. Yeah. He didn't know any of that because he'd fucked off for two weeks. Right. To wherever. You have a lot of feelings. Oh god, it's so awful. I get it. I, get I just need the emotional connection, <laughs> we, and they didn't have one. I I just felt so numb to it. I yeah. really did. Yeah. If I watched it again, I'm like, yeah, I would you get would. Next you'd, to nothing you'd numb out. It. Honestly, what? <laughs> I just gave Hannah the most like vacant look on my face, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know where to go from here. Do you have any more notes for this segment, or shall we just move on? Oh yeah, they had sex under the Hollywood sign. <laughs> what? <was> <laughs> Like that's legal. Yeah. And not freezing. Yeah. He was like, oh, this is where I, I come when I'm alone. And I saw like the LA skyline and I thought they're like under the Hollywood sign. Because that's not shown There's until no after way they you wake can hike. up. You can't hike there. But I was just like, that's, I know where that is. Like a stereotypical shit movie. Mm. I know that's under the Hollywood sign. And it just wouldn't happen. It's wild. It's restricted. Yes. So I that know. people can't fuck up the Hollywood sign. You can't fuck underneath it. <laughs> I'm so upset. It's really funny. I like your nails. Oh, thanks. <laughs> what happens next? So, in the what happens next section, we discuss where we think the fates of the characters lie. We wildly speculate. Shall I go? You can go for because you can talk about what you thought of, thought of the ending. I liked it because I mean it was very clear that she wasn't necessarily thinking we're going to be long distance. And no matter how much I wanted it, things couldn't stay the way they were forever. He didn't look back. Yes, that's also awesome. Mm-hmm. For me, I would just want it to be Elle moved on. So did Noah. <laughs> that's it. Done. <laughs> we're out. <laughs> but. Um, the thing is, like, the whole film is centred around this idea of it being forbidden love. Mm. And that's probably half of the reason they stayed together for as long as they did. And I've put in my notes, in all caps, it's done, grow apart, please! (laughs) (laughs) So I think they do do that. I I think, you know... I would hope so. They they explore the forbidden love, then it dies. And then I've also put in my notes, I'm scared. I think he comes back from college, and they're both with other people, so... Forbidden love strikes again. Oh, Jesus. That is... That's that's what I think would be the case. That's a pretty good prediction. Because that's the only reason they'd be attracted to one another again. I think so. Because they, they both had that sort of immaturity. And he even texts her and says, like, oh, sneaking around. Like, it's so hot to sneak around. Right. It's like, grow up. Grow up. Grow up, 17-year-old <laughs> boy. 
I find it horrifying that he's younger than me, even in real life. He's not. That's a lie. <laughs> Don't mean to throw shade or slander. You've got to accept that he's younger But I'm going to do us. it. No. Oh. So you liked the ending. The fact that she seemed to be moving on. I think it gives the impression that they're not going to try and continue when he's in college, which I'm just like, well, thank fuck. It's a fling. It's been flung. Yeah. I hated the ending <laughs> because, you know, I didn't want them to be together anymore. Great. And she's riding away on his motorcycle, which is sort of a bit like a a weird talisman souvenir of the relationship, which I thought was a bit creepy. It's a rich people souvenir. Oh my God, Most I people know. get a freaking snow globe. <laughs> it's like a snow globe? <laughs> if their relationship was at Christmas. <laughs> That's so specific. I'm so when you saying... buy your ex-boyfriends, here's a snow globe yeah. with me in it. Remember my Remember cold me. heart. <laughs> the ending, yeah. So she's talking about moving on. And like, oh, this won't last forever. So I'm thinking, thank God for that. And then she's like, but I know a piece of my heart will always belong to Noah Flynn. And I'm Ugh, like, yeah, but that feels like a trap. That feels like a prison. That's because that that's it's first love stuff. She had her first kiss and then her first time having sex in the space of a few days. Please don't. <laughs> He's like, oh, we don't have to. Where was her mega makeout sessions and foreplay i know she does have more i know that the, sort of the realities of sex aren't portrayed in rom-coms she goes from talking about how inexperienced she is mm. to like he says we don't have to and then she's the one to sort of instigate having sex and it also yeah. seems like she <laughs> it's weird to talk about the realism <laughs> of the scene when we are already knowing that they're under the Hollywood sign. I'm like, I, know, I can't, I, I can't know. indulge that. I know that's what that's just it makes it sort of farcical. Yeah. Okay. So, the fact that she is always saying that like a part of her will belong to him that feels like a cage that she's kind of trapped in, and it goes back to being all about him. I would have liked that last sort of voiceover even though i hate the voiceover i would have liked that to have been maybe about her looking to the future maybe what she's going to do without him and right i guess but i mean that would have been too it would have been jarring, jarring. yeah it would have so... been jarring against the tone of the film i know i'm just wishing that it was a different film basically mm. in terms of what happened next i'm just the same as you i just wish hope that they I wish it was just over but it's like well your families are in each other's lives or whatever so yeah, you're always that's gonna true. be there yeah I think that they will go into relationships with different people but then always have to see each other when their families see each other and they mm. end up having flings and affairs yes. across like years and years and years lifetimes yeah yeah and it's all entirely physically like sexual attraction based right there's no emotional sort of aspect to it whatsoever. And then they probably end up getting married to different people. And then they cheat on their husband, wife, whatever, like with each other. And it just goes on into infinity. And then she'll, and end, she'll end the 29th film saying, this all started because of a kissing booth. Oh, <laughs> and they'll just like have a super romantic ending to yeah. that too. And I think it would go on forever into infinity until they're both died. It barely even started because of the kissing booth. She's had a crush on him since she was like, I'm assuming like 14 years old or something. Like maybe the kiss happened for her because of the kissing booth, but like he would have found a way to kiss her anyway. Yeah. Because she'd suddenly grown boobs and a bum, which is talked about in every scene. Yeah. And he'd suddenly noticed. So he would have had his way eventually, I'm sure. God, this is the most depressing film to talk it's about ever. It's real. It's a bummer. Yeah. The girl characters in it are just... Oh my God. Okay, so... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, hang on. <laughs> 
let's go on to our last segment, which is closing credits. Oh. In this segment, we uh, wrap up our overall opinions of the film and also nitpick at any bits that didn't fit into the other segments. I got some bits. Continue. Okay. Give me your bits. So the way this film is written, which is ironic considering that the writer was a teenager when she wrote it. Uh-huh. No teenagers speak like this. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's like a sort of strange parody of how teenagers, like LA teenagers, yeah. talk. And it's not even realistic, like as a parody, because it's not funny. It's just you right. listen to it and it's like, oh God, that was cringy. So the OMG girls. Yeah. One of them says, Give me your numerals. We should deaf catch up, which is just grated on me so much nobody says numerals nobody mm-hmm. says death out loud you say deaths in like a text message maybe and he's snogging some girl at a party and he tells her to go away and she's like are you for serious yeah and then she goes ah and puts her hand like yeah, in his that face was ridiculous and it was such a shame because like the, the dialogue she has beforehand is like easy bake ovens downstairs Ugh. and i'm just like that's not i mean it's not a great line but it's not terrible no. i'm just like oh that could that could be you adding someone in a yeah. perfectly in a acceptable way you know <laughs> then for her to go like but realsies or whatever she's you for serious okay it's not how anybody talks yeah. it's just like oh any like realness you had to that yeah. character yeah. you just like changed oh, in a number of it's seconds so... it was very impressive like, it's so impressive oh. how this film takes anything positive and just shits on it immediately. Yeah. Ugh. I got one last note. All right. <laughs> Elle finally realises that she not only loves Noah, but she wants him despite what Lee thinks. And so she tells Lee this and she's like, look, you, you don't, even though I love you, you don't get to control who I love. We mm-hmm. made up these rules about being friends when we were seven years old. And, you know... It's right. ridiculous. I want Noah and I'm going to have him. I'm sure. going to tell him how I feel and you're just going to have to be okay with it or you can't be my friend. So, you know, that's that's yeah. okay. If Noah wasn't so horrible, I, at that bit, I'd have been like, yeah, great. It seems like Lee had a character arc more than anyone. I know. But it's just like, but he's not, he wasn't the main <laughs> no, problem. It's very strange. So he goes off to, uh, well, start the car mm-hmm. to go and find <laughs> Noah. Yeah. She gets in the car to drive. Yeah. And you think it's Lee sitting next to her in the front of the car. You do. You believe it. Oh, fucking hell. (laughs) (laughs) She wouldn't. No, it's ridiculous. Major height differences for a start. Okay, so there's two people sitting in front of the car. It's her and you think it's Lee. And she's saying, oh, you know, I should have just told Noah how I felt. Like, I can't wait to tell him that I love him, blah, blah. And then he takes off this fucking mask that he's wearing and it's Noah and it's not Lee. Right. And he's like, you just did. I had to pause it and I was like... Hannah, it was really dark. Oh my God. <laughs> he's like six foot five. It's nighttime though. It's oh nighttime. God. There's no fucking way that he could have got in the car and she wouldn't have known that it was Noah. It's the most ridiculous scene in a frankly appalling movie why do you think you were unable to tell that it was noah initially because they barely showed him they were showing right. her in the car side I'm just, on i'm playing devil's advocate just <laughs> like... they showed literally just her i love pretending to be like no that is realistic what do you mean <laughs> in the driver's seat talking about how she feels about him yeah. and then you see like a sort of 
him in shadow, but you can clearly see it's him because he's got like a bigger face than the other guy, a bigger jaw. Mm. You can see, you can see that it's him because it's not like a full face mask. They do have the same kind of hair though. Oh my god! Can you you stop, please? They have the same sort of hairstyle. Can you please stop? And that's the end of our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) No, is actually the end. Are you are you good? You know what we didn't do at the end of our last podcast? We didn't give our uh ads like on twitter or anything i know i was thinking because i was thinking in my head we don't have a podcast twitter yet we can get one if people want it but they may not so i'm not gonna waste my time (laughs) people need to earn it i reckon that wraps it up for today uh yeah i think it does um because i'm exhausted look should we say something positive about because the thing is like i i know i sound real sad and real glum and numb about this Uh, yeah why would anyone want to listen to this? This is why I should have made more puns about Molly Ringwald. No. We, no, because we did need that source of entertainment. She's the only good thing about this movie. Someone who was in The Breakfast Club is in this film. Her, her dialogue was very flat. She's wasted. She had no personality in it. She's absolutely wasted. Yeah. And also, the scene where she comes to talk to Elle mm-hmm. about not giving up on like Lee's friendship... Yeah. And she says, you know, me and your mum were best friends. Oh, yeah, and the mum's dead, as we spoke about before. And she said, me and your mum were best friends for, like, 20 years. And we fought and we forgave each other. And I was thinking, okay, so this is where the mum being dead is going to be, like, relevant. And a little moment between, like, the two women. Yeah. And I was she, thinking, she what? might tell her, like, a little story about the mum or something. Oh, no, they just weren't like, going to give that much. No. No. It was, it's I just thought hint. it could have been extended a little bit more... Like, to to make the mum even a little bit relevant, because she wasn't. Like, her family in general was hardly relevant. It was weird to have the mum die. It It didn't add anything. It was a weird choice. Yeah, it didn't add anything. Yeah. Right, we're going to end it there. Yeah, because I just, I'm not passionate. I don't want to waste my energy. No. Because I feel like we're putting more thought into it than they did. For sure. That that doesn't make sense to me, because you guys got paid money and we're doing this There's an unfair imbalance there. Okay, thank you very much for listening. You can find... (laughs) You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Francesca Lou, L-U underscore. <laughs> and I'm on Twitter as Hannah, P-P-L-E on the end of Hannah. And I'm Hannah Catherine Thomas on Instagram. Just, it's, it's a difficult jumble of names. I don't care. <laughs> it's, it's pronounced Hannah Apple. In but case there's you no need to. There's, there's no H. <laughs> It's Hannah, P-P-L-E. It's Hannah spelt without the H at the end. And then pull for apple. No, it's not. It's Hannah, (laughs) P-P-L-E. That's that's so silly. All right, I don't want people to follow me on Twitter. I thought it would be Hannah Apple. Hannah Apple. It just meant to roll off the tongue. I know, but that was taken. It's Hannah Pull. Yeah. Had apple. Jesus. Right. Well, that's that's the end of our show. Um, let us know what you would like us to review next. If you can think of anything remotely good about the kissing booth, maybe we'll like. Yes, please let us know. Tweet us. We may set up a podcast Twitter if we get enough interaction. Yeah. Give us validation. Um, <laughs> we'll only... validate our existence, and then we'll set up a Twitter. That's how life works now. Yeah. Or as Lee would say, hells yeah! Oh god, Maybe. thanks very much Goodbye. for listening! <laughs> <laughs>